This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Kyle, can you lead off with the topic? So this week, we're going to talk about short-term versus long-term mindset, and it's we just see that it's relevant in today of some of the clients we've been talking to and some of the potential clients. And I guess just the whole theme around IBC is you have to be a long-term thinker for this to work and to make sense. And it's also not a cop-out to say that just because, I mean, it's obvious up front, you don't have access to all that money. But like, if you truly look down the road, like that is where IBC shines. Yep. And, uh, I want to, you know, say, just like Kyle said, it, we aren't trying to make this a cop-out. We're going to do our best to explain our, our reasoning on both sides of this. But at the end of the day, if you can't get over that short-term illiquidity period uh, with whole life insurance, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just use a savings account and practice the same principles with that. Yeah. It, I mean, it'll work. It just won't work nearly as well. Yeah, but up front it'll, it'll look like it's way better. Short-term gratification, baby. Yes, <laughs> that's a. I mean, that's something that we all struggle with, and we all want it fast. We want it now. We got our phone. We can pull up Google. We can get any answer that we you know can ever for any question that we can think of. of. Absolutely, and you know, so the the real thing that's going on here that Kyle and I are seeing, um, and and this has always happened to a degree, but. It just seems more and more prevalent the longer that we're in this industry that people will get so consumed in looking at short-term cash value or products that credit early, higher early cash value. And maybe we're looking at something, you know, I, I don't have anything in front of me, but let's just say it has 5% or 2% more cash value than a different product. But over time it is clear that it doesn't produce the same results as a more long-term oriented thought process with a, you know, design regarding design and maximizing cash accumulation long-term. Mm-hmm. But yet though, that is the policy that people want to really focus on. Now, well, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to say, and then I'll let you uh, speak, Kyle. We have to be able to look at this and say, okay, you know, it, and this is all relative for whatever, you know, you're doing and the size of your policy, but is $2,000 or $500 or $5,000 or $10,000, I mean, this is just completely relative to the size of the policy and premiums being paid. Is that the difference maker for you? Or is having an extra 50, 100, 200, whatever it is, number down the road, is that more of a difference maker? Yeah, and that's something that's not talked about a lot, though. I, I, I think when the potential client goes to the agent, we it just seems like there's so much emphasis on upfront things. And we've noticed that recently of these, you know, pay a bunch for the four or five years that we've talked about in recent episodes and then and then take it down. Like, man, like that that is the definition of short-term thinking. I mean... To just think that you can pay all that money up front and then, oh, we're just going to quit funding or we're going to start another policy and make more commission for the agent. 
I mean, I don't know what the deal is. If it's a marketing scheme, you know. But then the 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 worst thing about that is for the client, they're still stuck in that short-term problem that they had, the illiquidity by starting another new policy. Absolutely. You're in it again. I mean, why not do the bigger policy and um, not go through that underwriting again and not go through that sh- period of short-term liquidity, you know, illiquidity again, and or at least, you know, make the times that we go through that fewer and also look down the road and see if we're maximizing that policy as much as possible, it's going to be the most efficient. It's going to grow the most throughout the year rather than reducing premium and starting another policy. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that is something that you and I talk about frequently is, you know, why would people have this short-term mindset? And I'm talking about agents right now, um, which forces people to go through underwriting more than is needed, whether it's by reduced paying up policies early on using short duration term writers um, or just flat structuring a policy to where you cannot put more money into it. Okay. And I, and what I'm talking about is in like four or five years as Kyle did reducing the premium when I'm saying that Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not talking about 20 years and then not being able to put more money into it. I'm talking about really early on. Yeah. So that's that's the short-term side of this from this. It's coming from the client. It's coming from the agents. And sure, up front, it's going to create the result that you want in those first few years. Mm-hmm. But what about five years down the road, 10 years down the road? 20. 20, 30, 40, 50. I mean, when we're working with people in their 20s and 30s, these policy, these people could live till they're 100 years old. Yeah, I mean, and if you're that young, well, even at any point, like I don't think that there's any reason to have your premium reduced before you're well into your 60s. I mean, and still, you're going to need a place to put money. But when you're that young... you got to get started at yeah. some stage. But, yeah. I mean, it, it's just incredible, like, this short-sightedness of, well, we'll just deal with that when we get to it. Well, we can deal with it right now and not have to worry about it later. Doesn't that seem like a more permanent, yeah. better solution? The long-term thinking aspect of this. Nelson, one of his five principles was think long-term. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. That is not going to happen with IBC. And it is going to take a very long time to build a lot of cash value. And IBC shouldn't be used as a sales gimmick, and Nelson Nash talks about that, but we see that that seems to be the intent with some of these agents. Is like it, It just uses a sales gimmick to get that commission. I mean... Because I just don't see how in your right, in anybody's right mind, being that agent, how you could just tell a client that paying as much as you can for four years and then reducing the premium is smart. Like, I know I'm stuck on that. It's just, that is just mind blowing to me that we could be trying to tell somebody that. A, a young guy, that, I mean, I, that just does not make sense to me. It, it doesn't to me either. And, and you know, this, this is coming from clients and agents, as we've said, but what you really need to focus on is instead of that short-term solution, look at what's happening in the short-term, then look at what's happening in the long-term. Can you create a situation in the long-term that doesn't sacrifice very much in the short-term? Oftentimes, the solution is yes. Mm-hmm. You can create a policy that you can fund for a much longer period of time. 
you can reduce the amount of times you have to go through underwriting. Awesome. Yeah. That's what you want. I can tell you that I am an agent. You know, I write my policies for myself and I still think about, man, I don't really want to go through underwriting this next time. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just natural human behavior. Yeah. Okay. It will be a limiting factor for you in the, in the future. And what if you can't, what if you don't qualify too? I mean, that's not something that's talked about. What not if, only the mindset, the, the potential health yeah. reason. You could have, you know, any unexplained, unexpected accident or whatever sickness, you know, come upon you to where you're uninsurable. And then this whole thing that, oh yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll reduce it this time. And then this time you'll go to get through another policy. It's all going to work out good. It's going to maximize the dividends it's going to maximize the rate of return whatever the BS is, like, oh, but what if you don't qualify? Well, then you're just screwed. I mean, you're done. Yeah, I would, I would guess that very little time, if any, is spent on that. And the conclusion that's probably came with is, oh, well, it'll just be fine. We'll deal with it when we get to it. Yeah. Why not deal with it today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I And this really isn't to know. say that that you can do everything with the first policy that you start. That's not what we're trying to say. But what we are saying is you can reduce the number of times that you need to go through underwriting, that you need to start new policies by thinking more long-term. Yes. And you need to be working with an agent who's thinking long-term. I mean, otherwise, why are they, there's only one reason they're doing this and that's to make commission. If they're not thinking long-term and if they're not funding, you know, a large sum of premium, if they're not, you know, wanting to pay into these policies for a long time themselves. Like, what are they doing? Like, me and Jason have talked about this. It seems like now it is more important than ever to vet and screen who you're working with because there's a lot more people in the industry right now than there was just two years ago, three years ago. And you know? are you talking about the Nelson Nash Institute right now? When well, you say that? Nelson Nash, or, you know, them, and then also just people who are selling cash value life insurance who aren't affiliated, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. Just, Other self-banking, you know, it's exploded. I, yep. I remember when we first started looking at this back in 2017, 18, like you could hardly find a podcast on it. And now it is just unlimited YouTube podcasts. YouTube videos were pretty scarce too. There was yeah. only really a couple sources that were creating them at the time. Yeah. So there was not much out there. Now there's so much out there. And it seems like everything has just gotten so impersonal. And everybody's just trying to set up an agency and just, you know, flip clients, you know, turn clients and just you know, rack up as many people as they can. And I think that's just kind of sad, but, um, and I, and I want to add too that a large focus is put on the policy, which I believe there needs to be, but that is the primary and almost singular focus. The other aspect that needs to be looked about if we're talking about infinite banking is talk about infinite banking. Yeah. Not just the policy. Yeah. Cause the policy, yeah, we have guaranteed rates. But those non-guaranteed rates, we cannot control that. And if we just focus on the policy, like, yeah, this is how it's going to be. This is exactly how it's going to be. Like, you know you're going to be wrong. I hate using illustrations for that. What I like using illustrations for, Kyle, is to explain how the mechanics of a policy work. How yeah. the writers that we're attaching to the policy work. What the client has the right to do when we attach this PUA writer to the policy, for example. Mm -hmm. That is what I like to use an illustration for. We have to have those illustrations for that. I mean, there'd be no other, like it makes it the most simple, you know, for that. But then it also adds a layer of complexity to the, um, 
Well, I suppose it could be to the agent too, but also to the potential client. Like, oh, these numbers, like... You're bombarded with them. And then because like, everybody is so anxious to send them. Yes. And then if something's not quite right, you're like, oh, you know, why is this not like this? It's supposed to be like this. Like, well, you, you need to be told up front that, hey, this illustration is not how your policy is going to play out. It's going to be, you know, above that, below that. And what you're specifically talking about right now is dividend rates are yeah. going to go up. They're going to go down. Yeah. Loan rates are going to go up and they're going to go down unless you have a fixed loan rate inside your policy. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to not get so caught up in the product itself because there's just a couple, there's a few things that are out of our control. But what, if you understand how it works, which is important, then you understand how the process of IPC works, which is extremely important. The most important part, like it doesn't matter, you know, how dividend rates work, how loan rates work, because you, you'll know what to do. Yep. And another thing, um, you know, just when you're thinking about this IBC policy, the long term, the short term of it, okay, make sure that you're accrediting a lot of, you know, significance or value on the long term. Because the short term, I mean, that's here for two years, three years, five years, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. This policy is going to be around much longer than that. If it isn't, because you lapsed the policy or something, I mean, you know, shame on us because we didn't do a very good job informing you of how to use this asset. Um, but, you know, shame on you for being so short-term mind- minded that you didn't think about what the future has with this thing. Yeah. Um, don't place a higher degree of value on the short-term than the long-term because this is a long-term strategy. This is decades long, not two years, five years, whatever it is that you're looking at. Seven years, reduce the reduce it down and then start a new one. No, that's not what this is. No. So, um, I don't know. That that was kind of a rant more than a <laughs> more than an educational podcast, but um I think it was just necessary, you know, there's just this is going around the industry so predominantly right now. Yeah, and, I mean it's not gonna be good for the industry either because I think people are gonna get sold these things and then realize later on that well <laughs> You know, this wasn't the best thing that could have been done. And then there's just going to be more blemishes on whole life insurance and IBC and stuff like that. Because the agent didn't do his best job that he could have. Yeah. You know, I still have a ton of money sitting around and I can't put as much into my life insurance policy this year. Well, gee, was that short-term thinking or long-term thinking (laughs) going on there? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, Anyways, guys, that's that's all we have, I think, for this week. And we'd appreciate it if you tune in next week. So thanks for listening. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.